welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Ewing. I'm two for two today, so uh, record's being broken here. Uh, hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome back. This is episode number 161, and we'd like to take this opportunity to say a huge thank you to Ross Embleton for giving up last Sunday evening to give us such yes, amazing mate. insight into episode 160. If you haven't listened, I warn you now, it is a two-hour show, so you might want to listen to it in bits, um, well, in stages. Um, well worth listening to the insight that Ross gives is just incredible you don't get that anywhere else not even with the club uh, and their official outlets Um, so with just one week's news and one game's review let's crack on with this week's show and uh, we'll try and not make it uh, over two hours this week we've got a very special guest (laughs) making his debut on the podcast this week we're really delighted and thank you for coming in Andrew Butler from Dream Team welcome thank you very much guys thank you thanks for coming in no pressure no 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 pressure pressure. this evening (laughs) none at <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. Um, obviously, you're in a position of supporting the club and working for the shirt sponsor, which yes. is a which is a crazy position to be in. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's start off with a bit about you. So tell us a bit about yourself, and obviously you're not supporting and how you kind of got into supporting our uh, our mighty club. Um, well, I grew up in Walthamstow, so that's the. I mean, the local links have always been there. I, I still live um, in East London as well myself. I was saying to you Steve earlier. I um I went to school around the corner from where this podcast is being recorded, oh, so yeah. it's, uh, it's always nice to um to, to head out here. Um, but we got free school tickets um in my primary school, um and so me and uh, my brother um went to our first game in nineteen ninety nine, um when I was uh, ten years old. Um, we got free school tickets from the primary school. Our friend Tom came along as well, and basically, if, yeah, from then on, it was um we really enjoyed ourselves. And then my parents realised that um, it was only 30 quid a season ticket for under 16. <laughs> so for me and my brother, it was like a, quite a nice cheap way of um, getting, getting, rid of getting you. <laughs> out of the house on the, every other Saturday and some Tuesday. So um, we just kept on going to the, you know, going down the O's. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of how it all came about. And I don't know, always proof that actually those school tickets yeah, do, do work, work for some of us, you know, because um, everyone, you know, I'm sure many Orient fans do get it from time to time with their mates when they go, but you could have chosen anyone. anyone like, yeah. But it was just like, well, Orient were the first, were the first to me. So um, yeah, and it's just been well, it's been had its ups and downs really, but um, yeah, it's been you know an absolute joy. Do you remember um, what your first game was? I, do you know? I think it was Carlisle. I actually can't. You know, I always have to go back every couple of years mm. to remember what what it was. Um, Dean Smith gave away a penalty though for a handball in the box oh, wow. and it was when Orient weren't well we weren't doing that well um, we would have been 22nd or 21st in uh, Division or Division 3 and um, I think we lost the game or drew it 1-0 uh, and uh, and basically I got home and for I give myself some credit for a 10 year old I had um, quite a lot of perspective because I thought oh well it can can only get better from here then if we're twenty uh, second in the league. Then Famous last one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. which uh, yeah, which was true until only two years ago. But um, yeah, so I was like, well, great. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the best of games, but somehow my um, my young brain was like, that actually is quite compelling to uh, to watch. So um, so yeah, I and I you know at the time I thought the, I thought Dean Smith wasn't a great player because he was the guy that came. But little did I know that you know and that that opinion soon changed. 
So 20 years, obviously, now. Yes. Sporting Orion. Yeah, players yeah. come, players go. We have our favourites. Yeah. And we don't. Who are your, who are your favourites to put on the uh, the shirt, the O's? Um, that you've seen? Well, Matt Lockwood is oh, always, yeah. you know, is always one Friend of, of the show. Yeah. Uh, always, I so fondly remember watching him play. Um, and for some reason, it's kind of got a thing with left backs. I played left wing back myself in, uh, in 11s <laughs> football, but... Um, when we had Charlie Daniels and Dean Cox down that left hand side and there, um, uh, in that season where they were just you know flying and making assists for fun, mm. um, those two, um, and then someone like Kevin Lisby as well would always Super be up Kev. there because um, I think it was always those sort of players where I think it's been brilliant when you're an Orient fan when when you get players that you like when you recognise and you know like the way that Kev just kind of rocked up at the club and it's like you know we weren't. You know, he just wanted to come and train and keep fit, and then it turns out he was, you know, probably better than what we already had, <laughs> and comes and you know almost you know becomes like a club legend within um, a couple of seasons. So he's always up there on the on my list. Yeah. Yeah, love Super Kev. Favorite game? Um, go with what most people go for, and <clears throat> or is well, there another one. I didn't. I didn't get to the Arsenal game, unfortunately. Ugh. Um, I was at uni then, and uh, oh, so my, my probably oh, what a game! <laughs> I mean, away. Yeah, I still show that bit at work, and you know the great thing about you know doing this doing this for work now as well is I can justify it as being work as well. <laughs> yeah. Show orient clips on, the, on the computer. It's like yeah, look, that's, this is work, alright. Um, a game that I really fondly me- uh, remember is actually part of that um, FA Cup run. I went to Swansea away. Swansea away, that yeah. Game. Um, Shane S4C yeah 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 and it was because uh, I, I just made the trip um, from uni all the way across to Swansea I hadn't done like many like like long away days by that point um, so I thought oh come on you know, I'll, I'll go and just like um, take the hit go to Swansea and then Barry Hearn was also on the bus from the train station to to the ground as well so it was like brilliant it, it felt like you know how you know people talk about old FA Cup kind of mm. memories and that kind of thing. It it really felt like that because you know you had you know the owner of the club holding like holding court yeah. on the bus telling stories you know on the way to the ground he could have you know got a taxi himself whatever uh, but instead he got the bus. Um, Doesn't sound like Barry Hearn. To the stadium and then you're just thinking oh this is already a nice day out yeah. and then we actually go and win the game you know you know we. That season, well, that that season's FA Cup run was obviously remarkable, but it was kind of like played its part, and um, you know you don't expect to win it, and then you do, and you're like, you know, you come back. Mm-hmm. Those games when you just come back, it feels like you're floating. That was uh, that was a very very fond memory for me. Brilliant, very so good. So that covers kind of your Orient kind of career so far. Yeah, and there's <laughs> yeah. some great highlights. So obviously you work for Dream Team. So most of our listeners will probably know what Dream Team is, but just in case they don't, what essentially is Dream Team. Yeah, so Dream Team A is um, well, it's, it's core is the fantasy football game um, that's uh, uh, that's been run by the Sun newspaper for um, over twenty years. But then um, uh, about three and a half years ago, they wanted to add something more to the brand of Dream Team. So that's um, essentially creating content, um, kind of aimed at probably towards a more a younger audience, um, kind of social media driven first type of thing. Um, so. We have the site, which has got kind of like great written content features and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then alongside that, we have um, our, our video team who um, do comedy sketches, 
and then documentaries, mini documentaries as well. And um, you know, or this season we've got the um, like uh, uh, one of our big main projects is the, um, the Orient documentary. So um, we're a bit of everything. Kind of, we're all over social media and stuff. And I'm sure, kind of, if you haven't seen Dream Team, you probably have seen different bits of it, whether or not it's kind of. Ian Wright and Alan Shearer together, like messing around doing uh, kind of their 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 nonsense, or uh, um, or one of our comedy sketches with the likes of Sean Burke and Rory um, in there. You probably, if you've been on the internet, and you like football, yeah. you probably have seen Dream Team around there somewhere. So um, yeah, broadly speaking, that's that's what we did. And how did the I guess how did the sponsorship deal come about? Yeah, how how does that work? Yeah, so obviously Energy Bet were our previous shirts yeah. so that came to an end and you obviously being an Orient fan ha- ha- like yeah so that, obviously that's the connection We that's sorry to be um, obvious yeah but how does it go from you going I support this club they need a shirt sponsor to actually being on the front of the shirt well actually it wasn't it wasn't I wasn't kind of the, the genesis of it I, I was kind of it was a happy coincidence it was something that um, a couple of people higher up in the company uh, than me um Wanted us uh, as Dream Team to um, essentially partner with um, with a club who had been through the mill a little bit, um, who obviously had some sort of structure in place that wanted to be on the up as well. Because we want, you know, at heart, you know, it's pretty obvious, but like everyone in the office is obviously a massive football fan, and we know that like kind of the game belongs to um, belongs to the fans as well. And so we wanted to do something that kind of like gives back to the game a little bit, but but at the same time. Um, helps us uh, as a brand to kind of get our name out but also partner with a club to help the club out too so just you know just by by chance really people knew um, you know kind of a couple of people in the company knew of Orient's story they were interested in it um, and they started kind of toying with the idea hang on a second you know we've had a look at like Orient's proposals for like shirt sponsorship what do we think about Dream Team doing it and you know when 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 your boss comes to you and says, uh, "Andrew, you know we're we're looking at this. Um, can you go away and have a think if you think it'll be a good good thing or not?" You kind of go, "Well, I've got my answer now. If you want to hear it, and the answer is yes, like both from a professional wow. and and personal capacity. I mean, I have to um, I have to stress that it wasn't my decision um, in any way. Obviously, I you know I you know we 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 went away and did actually you know." did some work on actually if it was going to be um, viable for us to do what we wanted to do what we wanted to the the sponsorship to involve and um, and then kind of a couple of months went on we started chatting to the club uh, the club were interested and uh, um, and then somehow all of a sudden <laughs> the, the you know, my work becomes um, my football club sponsor it's um, it's it, I mean it's strange, it, and it still is. You know, I bring people from work um, to games quite often because we, you know, we have seats as well as part of the, uh, as part of the sponsorship. And every single time, you know, they walk past the club shop, they're like, "What's that logo doing on the ship?" Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> That's why you know, and the, and the teams come out, and um, it's an incredible privilege, um, and uh, it's just brilliant to be obviously part of and something that I'm in, I'm well in the thick of things. So. Um, and it started well, I think. Very well. We'll come on to that. Very well. So I, I guess it's that. fair to say when when the deal was announced, it kind of caused a bit of a split. Mm. 
um, amongst the fan base so some people really happy with kind of the coverage Dream Team can give to the club yeah. some people probably not so happy due to the connotations yeah. of the past I mean what would you say to those people who still may be not too happy uh, yeah I mean are sponsored by Dream Team I guess obviously people are absolutely entitled to their own opinion um, obviously the, the the backlash that we received we kind of um, had anticipated and expected as well because it is kind of part and, part and parcel of um, the stuff that, that we do from um, you know kind of day in day out you're always going to get a, a little bit um, but Dream Team is kind of um, it's obviously not separate from from uh, the Sun newspaper but you know we're a, we're a team of you know at the team that I'm currently working is, is kind of everyone's been there only about three three and a half years um, uh the, you know the things with Hillsborough is obviously like an absolute tragedy, and um, and you know the um, the newspapers kind of uh, apologised on numerous occasions to it. it. Happened you know a long time ago, and it doesn't make it um, any like you know they, there's no kind of like justification for for what happened um, uh, in the days following that. But um, you know that's kind of we kind of expected a bit bit of backlash. Um, and I think we're kind of when you are in the middle of those, those sort of social media storms actually mm. they, they pass and they pass you know the next day I think we just kind of knew um, that what we wanted to do was going to really benefit the club and um, you know, we hope that everyone kind of has enjoyed it so far and has uh, appreciated the kind of the work that we're putting in um, I think obviously we knew that there was going to be fans as well as root and like at, at the root of the sponsorship, there was going to be fans like myself, a couple other people as well in the office who you know, um, and 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 in like support oriented as well. That we knew that we were going to do a good job, or we had plans mm. to do a good job. So it was kind of a case of like, you know, people are obviously going to be entitled to their opinion. They're going to say it, and it was like, okay, hopefully we can pro- prove you wrong. I mean, um, some people sometimes don't want to be proven wrong, but um, but yeah, I hope I hope people will do. Uh, enjoy it and uh, I mean some of them might have come around to the idea of us um, sponsoring the club now so yeah uh, so so you're currently doing a video series about the club mm. um, we've had two parts to it already yeah um, how many more parts are there and when when is the next part due? so the next part is coming out next Saturday so um, the 1st of December is the next part um, and that will be part three of six that we've um, currently slated to to produce um whether or not i mean obviously it's, I, I still think it's early days in the season but you know we, we kind of me and andy have been chatting it's like well what happens if you know promotion playoffs and promotion special you know you kind of you, you tentatively just have it in the back of your yeah. mind you're like right let's just it needs to be planned doesn't yeah, it? yeah exactly i mean we've we've planned out this uh this series for um for a, a you know for a long time before we yeah. get it into production, so it's one of those things that's in the back of our minds that um, maybe just in case we um uh, we we have to we have to do something on that, then uh, then we'll have it. So, I mean, it'll be a nice thing to do if we if we do yeah. get to that point. But there's going to be six episodes, and we've got them um, kind of mapped out. This uh, episode coming up next Saturday is going to be um, called "How to Own It," which is uh, based entirely on. Um, the owners, so Nigel and uh, and Ken, um, Andy's been spending quite a lot of time uh, with them over the last couple of months, um, and yeah, so it's going to be 
all about how you run a football club and how they own it, what they do specifically with Orient. But um, I think all the episodes so far and all the episodes actually over the course of the season are designed to be kind of accessible to all football fans mm-hmm. as well. They're supposed to be kind of like, well, actually, you know, even the first episode back back from the brink was, you know, you get so many fans from different clubs who've gone through the similar stuff, you know, Charlton, Blackpool, um, Coventry, Coventry, all those sort of fans commenting going, oh, this is so similar to what mm-hmm. has happened at our club. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not designed to be just for Orient fans, it's supposed to be for kind of for, for all football fans who are interested in the way that a club is run and uh, and taps into kind of like the, the experiences that, you know, um, that fans have and gives them, you know, an amazing insight into um, this episode specifically, an incredible insight into how you run a football club. I think it's just something that because I, I don't think I'm ever going to run a football club <laughs> or will ever be in a, in a position to own a football club, um, it's incredible what the amount of work that goes into it, mm. the amount of considera- considerations they have to, they have to do. Um, but I can, yeah, I, I can say also that Andy um, spent last weekend out with Kent um, in Texas. Um, so he went to Kent's home over in Texas, watched the game on the live stream with uh, with Kent as well. Um, got some amazing footage as well uh, of Kent in his kind of his natural habitat. Den. I know yeah. it's uh, yeah in his den, and it's uh, yeah it's something that you know obviously I urge all Orient fans to uh, uh, to watch, and um, I think it's well I know it's going to be a great one. Um, and so we've got three more after this one. Um, and uh, we've got one which is going to be about kind of Premier. It's going to be kind of Premier League to non-league. So I'll be more focused on the likes of George Elikobi and, uh, and Joby McEnough and what is it that um, kind of possesses people to carry on playing when you've experienced the Premier League. Um, why why do you carry on playing? At, you know, especially as someone like Joby's age. You know, I, I did interview him a, a couple of months back, but you know he's like thirty-seven now, and it's, uh, yeah, it's he's drug, still going it? strong though. Yeah, it's a way and, of life. And and that's essentially um, that's essentially it. Yeah. Um, and then around about February time, there'll be uh, the episode for that uh, one will be about mental health as well in uh, in football as well. So, yeah. um, really looking forward to seeing you know what we can do with them. Um, but yeah, there'll be kind of the fifteen-minute episodes, um, six of them, and. Uh, and we'll see what happens at the end of the season. I mean, you know, it'll be it'll be great if um, if we can produce something which is then uh, kind of runs the whole thread of the whole season. Um, yeah. And he's been at so many games, got so much footage, spoken mm. to so many people to do with it that um, you know it's not it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we can produce something which is you know a much longer thing as well, like a montage yeah. of the season, yeah. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. which would be brilliant. Um, yeah. Yeah, time permitting. Yeah, yeah. So as well as I guess the documentary, Dream Team have a massive social media following. Mm. They've kind of used that quite well in terms of they tweet about the club. So I saw Dream Team tweet yesterday after Wood yeah. One. Obviously the Joby Payton video. Yeah. Obviously really well. Yeah. Um, and obviously the guy on his stag weekend last weekend yeah. was obviously picked up by Dream Team. So yeah. obviously caters to a massive footballing audience yeah 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 and it's um it's something that obviously we need to, we, we we have to use um because you know why wouldn't we want to you know like kind of utilize our sponsorship of a football club so um you know our social media platforms now are kind of they're, they're huge so yeah twitter's 124,000 and 
Facebook's like 3.1 million. So the stuff that we put out on Facebook now wow. is getting like, it gets huge, it gets huge numbers. And, um, uh, and so it's just great to be able to show, wow. show like this massive global audience, um, kind of show off Orient to them really. Um, they love the fact that, you know, Dream Team sponsor a football club and now they're kind of like, you know, they've, you know, they, they're like, all right, okay, let's see, um, now, we've we've had a couple of people commenting saying like oh, I like I like Leighton Orient now because of you know, cause of the, the dream team so um so yeah I mean that's great and uh, yeah me and Andy look at the numbers um uh, quite quite religiously and uh, we're really happy with how it's going but um, I think I have to say probably that my favourite bit so far is probably the Lottie video when um, when we um, went and spoke to her for the episode two. Um, an amazing video and I think yeah, got, you know got loads of people watching it which we were really pleased with because we actually kind of like you know Andy produced it all credit to him because he, he's the one putting in loads of the, the, the way, legwork for it but he produced it and I thought this is this you know deserves to be seen by a lot of people and fortunately it did so um, yeah it's an amazing bit of work yeah long mate continue so I guess it's been a very successful season so far. Yeah. All very happy. What have been your highlights uh, so far this season, both as a supporter uh, and as a sponsor? Um, as a supporter, I mean, I, I obviously still massively enjoy just going to games and just, you know, enjoying it. Um, but I've got to say, Braintree away was a, was unexpected, like an unexpected like, pleasure for me because I, I, I didn't, particularly enjoy like, the ground or, or like but there was over I mean I don't know the official figures I think were slightly <coughs> skew if but there was over 1500 of us it was so packed on the terraces you know I, I was I was stood right at the back of the terrace and it was probably about 10 deep on the terrace uh, for a Tuesday night fixture to have 1500 people yeah. on a national league game and then you win 5-1 it's kind of like <laughs> this is you know you, you need those moments occasionally yeah. as a football fan to kind of go like this is why I'm still so involved and this is still why I love it so much because, you know, it was, you know, it takes a bit of effort for everyone to, mm. to, to go out on a Tuesday, a Tuesday night, especially away. But when you're, you know, outnumbering the home fans and your team's oh, winning done that. five one, It's incredible how yeah. we've done that. It just shows you the, the, the disparate nature of our league is mm. that some like Boreham Wood, like we filled out their ground with 12, 1300 last season and they only have 600 on average at home. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and we're there at 1900 and like your brain trees, and it just shows you the, the level, the, the, the absolute range that you get. You yeah. know, there's us and Wrexham getting five and six thousand a week, and there's some people that are struggling to get 700 even into four figures. Yeah, and yeah. we're filling out people's grounds for them. I mean, I have to say, some of the, some of the highlights of this, uh, this season for me have been when I've not been there, and it's just been kind of goal alerts that pop up on my phone, like Harrogate away. Yeah, I was, um, oh, I was, yeah. I was over in Brussels and uh. Um, I just didn't look at my phone for the afternoon because I'm, you know, I'm on, I'm on a trip abroad. You know, I'd like to, you know, I'd, I'd like to know the score, but I don't need to know it. Like, I don't need the complete light on things. And I just think I just sometimes just like shut off and just kind of go. I, I can't, I can't, like, I can't affect the scoring anymore <laughs> by looking at my phone anymore. And then I just thought, ah, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a tricky game, Harrogate. We're like, we're up there at that point in the season, and then. Just looking at your phone, it's like three 0 oh. <laughs> What a pleasant surprise! Yeah. A Joby um, double. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, they're so, still up there, though. To be fair, they're yeah, fourth yeah. at the minute. Yeah, no, they're, they're, I mean they've surprised me. Um, Massive. But uh, and Solihull Moors. 
Yeah, and we and we we put three past Solihull as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, drawn against Salford. Yeah, filed. Yeah, and we've got Gateshead coming up week weekend. So, yeah. so flying. So Andy, more Andrew questions. is here. You're yeah. here all night. You're not going anywhere. No, no, trained no, no. Uh, yeah. to the chair in the uh, podcast <laughs> tower. So lots more to ask Andy. But let's crack on with our supporters club update. So one new trip to tell you about as now you can book your place on the coach to Dover. And this is on Saturday, the 29th of December. Fares for this one, £23 for adults and £20 for concessions with kids aged 15 or under going for half price. But there is the usual £3 surcharge for non-members. And if you are under 15, you must go with an adult. So to book for this one, the normal routes you can book in the supporters club on a match day or you can book by calling the travel line on 077-2135970. Yeah, so um, great stuff being done there by the supporters club. The Leighton Orient Trust have sent an update in saying centre-back Danny Danny Happy uh, popped back to his old school in Chingford, Chase Lane Primary, and joined in in a PE lesson before chatting to the Year 5 pupils about his memories at the school and how his football career has evolved since. His form tutor and head teacher were still there and he left a side memento, a white and red V fourth shirt for them to display. Oh, very nice, nice touch. Great touch. On Wednesday the 21st, midfielder Craig Clay and young keeper Arthur Janata making his community debut, visited Vi and John's Jewish care home in Ilford as part of the club's now annual visit celebrating Mitzvah Day, a day of giving back to others. A sort of the facilities ensued as well as some highly competitive games of table soccer and lots of Orient memories were shared with some resident O supporters mm. having attended games as far back as 1933. So for That's me that incredible. one that one holds a special place me in too. my heart for that one. So I'm touched and privileged to be able to say that on the podcast. Yeah, me too. Absolutely agree. On the Friday the 23rd, five local school teams took part in the National League Trust's under-11s girls tournament held at the new Ive Farm venue in Leighton. Aldersbrook Primary from Redbridge emerged as fine winners, winning all their games and defeating a brave St. Joseph's Catholic Primary School 4-1 in the final. And they'll now go on to represent Leighton Orient in the area finals next year with the ultimate prize of an appearance at Wembley prior to the National League playoff final. Wouldn't it be amazing if we were in that playoff final? <laughs> anyway. I'd rather um, win the league. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being in the playoff good, final. Good luck to Aldersbrook. The boys' tournament will take place this coming Friday at Douglas Eye Sports Centre with 20 schools in attendance. And just to finish off, a reminder that Theo's Junior O's Xmas party is on the club's Legend Lounge this Sunday, December the 2nd from 12 till 2pm. All the squad will be in attendance, as well as the bearded legend with his own um, little yeah, one, yeah. making his debut there. I think, I think I've even managed to persuade the wife to come as well. So Amazing work. And if you want to go to this one, you need to pre-book your tickets on the website to avoid disappointment. But always a great day. Ross was talking about it last week, says it's a great day and everyone's there with their families. So if you're going, have a great day. And if you're thinking about it, book it up right now. Yeah, it's a fiver, so not a lot of money. Um, our chairman's book, The Challenge Culture, is available in all good bookstores. Uh, Nigel writes about his career at large and successful organisations uh, that he's worked at and talks about how the best way for organisations uh, to succeed in today's environment is to embrace challenge and encourage pushback. He covers the worlds of video, quick service restaurants and the purchase of his favoured Leighton Orient Pep with many humorous events that have occurred throughout his career. So you can get the book at all good bookstores. You can also get it from Amazon.co.uk um, and that's The Challenge Culture by Nigel Travis. I've got my copy. I'm I'm stuck on a section because I 
been watching stuff on iPlayer and Amazon videos and bits and pieces. So, but it is good from what the hundred odd pages that I've read so far. It is a yeah, very good so read. Christmas coming up, Hanukkah coming up. Absolutely. Get your book by the big NT dog right now. <laughs> so a bit of AOB. Then. So we had the following email from Ian Winfield, who said, "Could you give a mention to long time and long suffering East End season ticket holder Russell Clark?" So Russell has had two brain aneurysms. And after spells at Queens and Romford and South in general, he is now recovering well at home. So as you can imagine, I can't imagine Russ being at a game for a while, despite hoping to be at Tuesday's order shot game. So Russell, if you make that game, that would be amazing. So he goes on to say, if you could wish Russell well from all his friends over at the O's and everybody in the supporters club, that would be great. So Russell, glad you're recovering. Uh, hopefully you can make it to all the shot uh, on Tuesday night. But great to hear from you, and thank you for your email to Ian. Absolutely, um, Lee Deering has been in touch as well to let us know that two teams have dropped out of the Errol McKellar Foundation quiz, which is being held at the Supporters Club in two weeks' time. That Sunday, the 9th of December. The doors open for the quiz at five, and the quiz will start promptly at six pm. Pricing for this one is just ten pounds per head, with a maximum of eight people in each team uh, with sandwiches uh, which are included. Uh, there will be a raffle and auction with some great prizes uh, on offer as well. I believe some of the players are due to attend. I think there's a team of the uh, club staff that are also in attendance. I think they won a quiz last time as well so I think there's going to be a bit of uh, competition there if you'd like to enter a team and please do it is for charity uh, see Lee at the upcoming home games uh, that's this Tuesday and next Saturday uh, he's at the supporters club you can find him there uh, or you can drop him an email that's lmd85 at hotmail.co.uk or you can contact him on twitter here's gorillas g-o-r-i-l-a-z one nine eight. Five. So that's two tables for Errol McKellar's quiz in two weeks' time. So moving on into the week that was a course on Monday, the 19th of November, and Josh Karema was named in the official National League team of the weekend following his performance against Bromley, and Joby McEnough was named on the bench. So well done to Josh and Joby. I don't think I'll ever tire of seeing those two goals from last <coughs> Saturday, especially Karema's. Karema's like, so like... Where we sit, we had the perfect view of that, and when that went in, it was just limbs everywhere in the yeah. south stand. It was incredible, yeah. wasn't it? It really was. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I picked up on um, something that isn't specifically Orient related, but ex-Orient youth product Michael Obafemi, who's now at Southampton, made his senior Republic of Ireland debut. He is the first player born this century to play for their senior good side. Spot, so I thought that would be worth putting in. So well done, Michael. Always good to see an XO doing well. Yeah, so moving on, this is to Who Are You Tuesday, the 20th of November, and it was a quiet day at the club. It's episode 160 with Ross Embleton continued to take your listening airwaves by storm. So again, Paul gave a big plug at the beginning of the episode, but if you haven't, get listening to it. It's a fantastic amount of insight and we'll probably cover your entire weekly commute because it's so long Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's just so good and the feedback we've had because you're, we're getting insight that like what goes on on a match day, what happens, how does that work, why does that work and you know a lot of people are very sort of quick to make comment, comments about things that they're not that well informed about because you know you don't get people from the club you know, they're not telling you what their job is like on a day-to-day -day basis, but Ross was was absolutely fantastic with that, and it's nearly on a 1,000 listens as well. So Brilliant to um, see. there's a lot more uh, mileage in that one. On Wednesday, the 21st of November, another quiet day at the club, but it was uh, date night for us as we went to see the greater game at the Waterloo East uh, Theatre. Uh, my second time of seeing it, it was very, very different. I say very, very. It was very different to the first one I'd seen at press night. Yeah, I mean, I the first time I'd been, I saw it two years ago, I thought it was fantastic. Two years ago, I thought it was even better. 
it's much it's even it better a lot um it was just the complete package I thought really well acted great script had the emotion had the intensity um and was a real strong message and they had to put even more facts about Leighton Orient in it especially at the beginning yeah uh, and at the end it right was very in. emotional and it was great to see so many Orient fans there um on the evening Chris Moyles as well Chris Moyles was there yeah uh, was yeah. there but I thought it was superb and a massive congratulations and kudos to Michael Head to the cast to the crew to Adam Morley um, for doing what they've done an absolutely fantastic and spectacular um, play and we have a message coming up later in the pod uh, on behalf of the cast which is great but yeah I thought it was great yeah it really was absolutely I, I, I echo that it's a small theatre but you can really you can really feel that sort of people were like really involved. One guy behind me had no idea what he'd come to watch, um, but he was again. I overheard him afterwards. You know, loved it. It, it was absolutely yeah. Chris Moore's is friends with one of the actors in the show, so I think he got him yeah. a cheeky ticket. Um, and we went out for a beer with with them afterwards, and it was it was really lovely actually. Very not um, to mention Steve Kitchen, Steve Kitchen, Steve um, Jenkins. Jenkins, and Peter Kitchen as well in terms of what they'd done for that play. But fantastic, and hopefully. You know, we'll see it return soon on the tour. Yeah, all being well, absolutely. Um, yeah, so Thursday the 22nd then. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody who listens to the show, including Principal Investor, uh, Kent Teague and Chairman Nigel Travis and all their families uh, in the US of A and Canada has it at their time. So if we've missed you out, apologies. But uh, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. <laughs> Mooney Friday, the 23rd of November. So the club started the auction of match shirts from last Saturday's game versus Bromley. Is J.B. McEnough, McCauley Bond and Josh Caroma's shirts went up for auction. So these iconic shirts are currently on eBay uh, with a starting bid of £75, but were for over £500 uh, pretty much straight away as the bids continue to increase. And this evening, both Joby and Josh's shirts were well over 800 quid. Joby's rapidly approaching 900 um, with McCordy Bombs currently at £720. So... They ain't going to be cheap, but if yeah. you can afford it and you want a piece of late in Orient history, history yeah. get yourself bidding. And good luck from us at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. And if you win and want to donate to the, our upcoming Orient Outlook Museum, feel free to do so. We've got plenty of wall space in our, in our More museum. on that later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, later in the day, the club uh, made uh, made a statement confirming that work will get underway shortly uh, to fix a safety issue in the East End. The work, which aims to be completed in January, has been funded thanks to a very generous £27,000 donation by the Supporters Club and supplemented by a £3,000 donation uh, by Loft, the Leighton Orient Fans Trust. Tremendous work. Tremendous, but our supporters club never ceased to amaze. You know, mm. last year they sorted out the pitch when it needed sorting out. The aerator. Yeah, the yeah. aerator. This year they're 27 grand, and I mean, that, that's, that's a lot of money, yeah. especially to a supporters club, you know. So fantastic. And not forgetting Loft, you know, £3,000, still nothing to be sniffed at. So well done to Loft and the supporters club. 100%. I can only highly commend both organisations. Yep. Couldn't agree with you more. So moving on to yesterday then, that's Saturday the 24th of November. The youth team were in action, uh, but they fell to a controversial 2-1 defeat to Gillingham as a soft 85th minute penalty saw the Jules take all three points. Arnold Haxiu and Brendan Shabani, both from the Orient team, both received their marching orders in the closing five minutes as tensions boiled over. Charles Clayton looked to have rescued a point for the O's when he smashed home after 82 minutes, but there was to be more twists in the tail. The referee awarded a penalty to the visitors as their striker hit the floor following the slightest of touches whilst challenging for a corner. Gillingham's number nine took his chance and reinstated 
extended his side's lead, having been 1-0 up at the break. Haksu was shown a second yellow as he protested the penalty, while Shabani was shown a second yellow after the full-time whistle for dissent. Unusual. The O's travel to Southend United next week as the O's look to avenge the Shrimpers for a 4-3 FA Youth Cup defeat last month. And thanks to uh, Dan for uh, for sending that into us. We appreciate it. Um, it's very much thanks to uh, the Orient Report Youth Team reporter for being able to provide us uh, with that sort of information, that sort of match report, which we will be bringing to you now every episode. Yeah, so massive thanks there. Go to Dan. So moving yeah. on in to the main event as it was time to go away on a big European jolly <laughs> to Wrexham. So we ran a Twitter poll uh, to find out how you thought the O's would get on. And after 220 votes, You've voted as follows. So 37% for Orient would win. 15% saw Orient lose, but with the majority of this time, 48% thinking the match would end in a draw. So let's find out how we got on. So the team was announced at 2pm of Dean, Brewing Goal, back fourth, Joe Widdowson, Marvin Ekpatessa, Josh Corson and Miles Judd with a midfielder, Joby McEnough, Dale Gorman, Craig Clay, James Dayton and a front two, McCauley Bond and Josh Caroma with the bench made up of Arthur Janata. Dan Happy, James Brophy, Matt Harold, and James Allaby. Yes, as those of the eagle-eyed nature will know, it was an unchanged starting eleven with one change on the bench, seeing Arthur Janata coming onto the bench to replace Sam Sargent, who misses out with an ankle injury. And Charlie Granger uh, is also out with a broken wrist. He had an operation earlier in the week as well. So I think that's absolutely, you know, we've said it so many times already this season, it's always great to have an unchanged 11. Uh, and also good that obviously Marvin recovered from uh, his dead leg that he'd suffered in last week's game against Bromley that saw him substituted off, I think, just two minutes before half-time. Yeah, for me, probably the eleven. I expected. Any surprises there for you? No, no. I mean, I've said it there, but it's like it's always good to have that consistency. Always good to see Marvin back as well. So, um, and it's just you know it's a winning formula as it proved again yesterday. Um, So, and you look at the team, you kind of go. I mean, we've got a strong bench too, but Mm. you look at the starting eleven, and there's just no place that I think needs strengthening in that. So, um, yeah, good to see the starting eleven. Uh, stay yeah. the same and obviously that looks like yeah. it's one that Justin is currently trusting in we've got George Elikobi who's fit and yeah. available can't, can't get in the, the bench got Alex, Alex Lawless so you know yeah. there's some good players there. you've got two forwards on the bench who can change it Brophy yeah. walks into pretty much yeah. every yeah. other yeah. National yeah. League starting yeah. 11 yeah. happy played a blind dumb when he came on last yeah. week and yeah. you've got Charlie Lee to come back everywhere. from yeah. injury uh, as well so I mean it's, it's absolutely amazing so Wrexham got, got us underway in this top of the table clash as it was first versus second, and two unbeaten records at stake, as Wrexham hadn't lost at home this season, and Orient hadn't lost away this season either. Yeah, so Wrexham tried to get in behind Miles Judd in the second minute, but he was equal to the task and managed it well, and then Joby McEnough took a free kick in the seventh minute, but Marvin Ekpateta headed just wide. In 16 minutes on the clock then, a Macaulay Bonds header from six yards was comfortably saved by Langton after crosses from Miles Judd and Josh Caroma weren't cleared by Wrexham. Yeah, and then we went close in the 19th minute. His Joby McInnes free kick was just wide of the goal. That was a decent effort. It I was. Kick yeah. probably had it covered, mm. to be fair, though. Uh, and just four minutes later, Dean Brill made a game-changing save as Pyle was one-on-one and Dean made himself big to deny Wrexham their chance. So again, Brill. Game-changing save. Alert when he has to be. Game-changing save that. If that goes in early, they've got the upper momentum with, what, 19 minutes in, 20 minutes in, give or take, and it's it would be a very different game. Yeah. Um, you can imagine a team like Wrexham, 1-0 up, they're either going to go for the jugular and try and kill it, um, or they're just 
stop us from playing and, and, and yeah. nick a 1-0 game what they um, yeah absolutely uh, Wrexham had a spell of pressure with two free kicks but thanks to Joe Whittison and Marvin Ekpeteta's headed clearances in the 28th and 32nd minute we kept the score level at 0-0 yep so falling on into the 40th minute and Beavens turn and shot just inside the box was blocked by the feet of Josh Coulson before Marvin Ekpeteta cleared Coulson's very good at kind of clear, like clearing on the slide he reached the, the game. area yeah. the game really well. Yeah, done it last week as well. Yeah, so one additional minute was played and pretty uneventful first half ended nil-nil. Um, and some of the guys that sit around us went. Yeah. Uh, Cliff drove and uh, Cliff sent a message to me saying that the game, uh, he summarised the first half by saying they had a lot of the ball and they went over quite easy. Uh, the ref gate has given a lot of free kicks. Brill has made one save when they had the one-on-one, but apart from that, they haven't really done anything. McEnough went close with the free kick, but that's all really from Orion, and the ball seems to be in the air a lot. I think it's fair to say we all probably would have <coughs> taken nil-nil at half-time. It's something that I think you know Definitely. we work on getting at nil-nil yeah. and then let the second half come in to prove how fit we are and really turn the screw last half hour. Yeah, yeah. Typical kind of away tactics there from Justin. Absolutely. Attendance was 6,400 and 28 with 603 amazing 10% all away fans amazing. I mean that's a crowd that wouldn't be unfamiliar <coughs> in League One yeah yeah. there's a bit of research I'm, I'm hoping to do at some stage because in La Liga this season there's two teams who have a stadium that only holds about 10,000 Puesca and Ibar and I wanted to look at how many teams in the National League this season have actually beaten La Liga att- attendances wow. for a couple. It will take me a while, and I need to have a couple of uh, quiet afternoons at work. But uh, I'll probably do it in my own time. But it's um, I'm always. I mean, Orient obviously have, have pushed over six thousand a couple of times. Well, it's amazing. Yeah, you know, the attendances. You um, could probably throw Bournemouth into that as well because exactly. their ground only holds eleven thousand. Yeah, 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 exactly. For Premier League side. So it's um, yeah, an incredible attendance and an unbelievable effort from from our fans to like to take six hundred as well. Yeah, I mean, that's an all-dayer. Right? Yeah. That supporters coach left 8am, so yeah. you pretty much had to be out the door by 7, even if you weren't going on the supporters yeah. coach, and you ain't getting back to, what, 9, 10, yeah. 11, so a massive yeah, kudos. A we would have liked yeah. to have done it, but oh. current state <laughs> of affairs tells us <laughs> yeah. that we ain't going nowhere. Like, like, yeah. I don't think I'd have had a chance without the baby, never mind with the baby. <laughs> Um, no so, chances, yeah. no changes for Orient at half time as we got the second half underway. But nothing of note really happened until Dean Brill was called into action in the 64th minute as his sharp reactions kept a Pearson header out and the ball back in was harmless and straight into Dean's arms. Great save, great reaction save. That again, that is the one that seems to be labelled as the key turning point. Again, like you said, if we go goal behind with that, then we have to come out and but Brill makes a very good save, decent header. I mean, it's quite close to the yeah. ball, but he still has to react to it. To make a save, <coughs> so it. a great save. One of the Wrexham fans put up the video from behind the goal, yeah. from that angle, it's an even, even better save, save in real yeah. time because you see yeah. how quick it was. So, again, well played, Senor Brill, fantastic. Yep, it was James. It was the first sub of the day as James Brophy replaced James Dayton in the 68th minute. Yeah, and then Josh Graham had an effort saved in the 69th minute, and then Craig Clay has an effort from distance wide in the 74th. As Dean Brill again saved the Jennings header from just six yards in the 81st minute as we went on into the final 10 minutes looking to push for a winner. Yeah, James Alabi replaced Dal Gorman who had just been booked in the 85th minute and just a minute later the O's took the lead as top scorer and all-round danger man Macaulay Bond smashed the ball in the back of the net as Joby McEnough's corner fell to him uh, quite fortuitously and he took his chance to break the deadlock. Great goal. Great finish. Great, great goal. Good finish. 
quite clinical. Like he done it against Fylde as well, yeah. where he just strides onto the ball and smack. And maybe the Bon of a year ago might have hit that over, yeah. or maybe slightly wide. But I think it's a testament now that when he's getting those chances, especially in the 85th minute when he's not really had much to do mm. or many chances, that he's finished it with a plonk and great finish. And the Orient fans have been absolutely nice, as did yeah. the team. You can see all the team going after Bon as well. Yeah. When that came through, sense like, of relief must be absolutely palpable yeah. on that bench. It must be, it must be that tension. Right, we're in the 85th minute now. Let's not blow this because Wrexham was still probably trying to have a go, mm. and it's us. The, yeah. the corner comes in, and it just falls to Bond there, and he just turns and bang. Yeah, I mean the technique on that. Great finish, number 16 of the season for Bond. So proving again that he wasn't just a one season wonder doing yeah. it for the second successive F- season. 15, 16. Or is that include the cup? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. take about 15, 15 league goals he scored. He's having a nice bell. little ding dong with Rooney at the top of the yeah, national league top scorer's chance. Yeah, the next yeah. best is uh, Rowett Fylde at thirteen goals. Yeah, so well played, Maka Bond. Yeah. So having broken the deadlock, we weren't going to sit back and see the game out. Josh Caroma decided to go on a bit of an extremely amazing run. So he worked an angle well, but saw his shot hit the post. So very unlucky there. So I've not actually seen that one back. But people saying that that probably would have been one of the best on goals mm. they may have ever seen. So I look forward to watching that when Elliot releases the highlights at midnight. So I was, get a move on, mate. Some of us are waiting. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, yeah. so crack on, bud. That was a fantastic effort. Um, you know, it has to be said that, that you know, to hit the, hit the to do some trickery and then hit the post. I don't think it was that close to goal either. It was like he was in yeah. a six-yard box or something. Yeah, he's hit it from distance and to hit the post, I mean... I mean, Josh is the last, what, two games he's got that goal against Bromley where yeah. you can see how confident he is and then the yeah. one before that is it two against Fold and That is a player full of confidence, absolutely. Full of great. confidence, so amazing work there from Josh. Yeah, and that was really game set and match in the 90th minute thanks to James Brophy as the Wrexham keeper came out of the box to head the ball clear and the ball fell to James Brophy who kept his composure to put the ball over the keeper uh, and into the back of the net from about 30 yards, 25, 30 yards. He was quite a way out. Um, on the half volley, made it 2-0 to the Orient. So, absolutely outstanding. He made that look Great very run. easy. Yeah. And I don't think that was at all. We saying no, well yeah, before we recorded, he's just made it it made it look like a bit of a dink but the technique there yeah. is just a superb hit. And so, it's such it, a hard technically to, to do that and uh, it was great to see him run away run away to celebrate as well because no one's really catching Brophy is it <laughs> if he's running towards the bench but um, yeah really nice finish and um, yeah I've been really I mean I'm such a big fan of um, of Brophy's and he's, he's been quite patient actually coming off the bench but he's such a game changer when he does and when he's on form I think he's absolutely unstoppable it shows you the options now we have on the bench. Like he probably would have been one of the first names on the team sheet yeah. at the start of the season. And yeah. finds himself can't get on the left hand side because of obviously Jovi's form. Yeah. Can't get on the right hand side because of Dayton and you know having to buy his time. And it's great we have those kind of players that we can bring on yeah. and get those goals because he's fantastic. So three minutes of additional time were played out, and the referee who had quite a poor game by standards, but I'm not fussed because we won, brings the game to an end. And Orient bring Wrexham's undefeated home record to an end as we extended our own unbeaten away run. So, David, that sent us uh, his interview with Justin Edinburgh after the game. So, a massive thank you to Dave for sending this over. So, this is Justin Edinburgh, post-Wrexham. You ready, Elliot? Yeah. Well, Justin, congratulations. You must be delighted with the result, but also very proud of that performance. Huge performance. Uh, very resolute, determined. Uh, 
you know, we had to call upon Dean Brill today, probably for the first time in the season for, for the amount of saves. But when he was called upon, he was top class. And uh, you know what, with the former in, with the front boys, that you know that if we get the chance, then we dispatch it. And um, yeah, it's, it's a huge three points today. Absolutely. And uh, the way in which the goals were taken late on was special, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, when it, when it falls in the box... There's one person you want to see it fall into is Macaulay Bond, and uh, you know that's why he's the the player he is, and he dispatched it incredibly well. Um, and you know the, the the second one's sublime finish as well. But um, yeah, I think we had to we had to do a lot of of the basics and and, and the graft, the, the side the side I like to see. You know the, the defenders defended incredibly well for their lives today. And as a manager, you must take personal satisfaction from the impact the two substitutes had. Well, it's, I've always said that, Dave, they're, they're the game changers. They're not, they're not subs. They're game changers, and they, and they did that today. Um, and without them, we wouldn't be where we are. And uh, that's what we're about. Um, the togetherness in the squad is, is incredibly uh, high. The confidence is high, and I think that shows in the performance. And Dale Gorman, I mean, it's been difficult for him, a serious injury, he didn't have full pre-season, but he's getting better, isn't he now? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, he's had to be patient because of the former Charlie. Charlie, unfortunately, you know, picks up the injury, but that's what we're about. You know, the, the ones that are underneath are working so hard. That's a testament to the coaching staff as well, to keep everyone in the condition they are, ready to step in when they're needed. And, um, you know, it, it, it's... It's welcoming when you look at the bench and what we can bring on. And how is uh, Charlie Lee? Charlie's okay. He starts training on Monday, so that, that, that's great news for us. So that's excellent. Bit of a cushion at the top of the table. Isn't it a bit of a pressure being at the top of the table? All shot in town on Tuesday night. There's always pressure. Next game's huge. You know, we've got to go and back that up with this result today. And uh, we know it's going to be a tough game against all the shot. Very good footballing team. But, you know, we look forward to, to Tuesday's game. Is there any danger? Because there was so much hype and preparation. This was such a big game. Is there any danger that there can be complacency for Tuesday? No. Uh, that group in there won't allow that. You know, that's uh, that's driven driven by incredible professionals that, you know, have, have broken a uh, record for the club today for uh, staying unbeaten away from home. And that's a testament. and deserve that. But, uh, no, we've spoken there now. Our sole concentration now is only on Tuesday. Another 6,000-plus crowd. 600 of those have made the journey from East London. Yeah, remarkable. Um, you know, again, when we needed them. They certainly uh, turned up the volume, turned up the support, and uh, you know we sent them home happy yet again. Congratulations, thanks, thanks Justin. Thank you to Dave for sending over his interview. Always good to hear Justin's thoughts, and again, very honest. I did like the fact he said we won't allow complacency on Tuesday night, and Tuesday night is massive, and we're coming to Tuesday night in a little bit. So. That win means the O's stay top of the National League and have now opened up a three-point gap ahead of second-placed Salford, who drew 0-0 with Solihull. So we have now played 21 games. We've won 13, drawn 7 uh, and lost 1 on 46 points and a massive goal difference of 29. And afterwards, the club tweeted the stats from the away season so far, which is basically drawn 1, drawn 1, drawn 1, 1, 1, drawn 1, 1 and then capped it off by saying our best ever unbeaten run away from home so what a time to be a Leighton Orient fan doesn't get much better than this it's amazing when you actually think about those sort of stats it's like it's, it's yeah, not from 1881 and it's, it's this crazy. season as well you know it's um, yeah amazing what we're experiencing it's just obscene yeah it's, it's well it's great it's just you know and then it's about building on that if we get 
Please, yeah. hopefully get promoted and then we go back into League 2 and hopefully then bounce into League 1 and try and figure out our way into the Championship really and back to sort of where we feel we belong so um, your views on yesterday then? yeah would have taken a draw before the game kicked off I think but a smash and grab for me was fantastic I uh, was listening to Dave and Matt on the Ozone uh, and it seemed like a fairly cagey game at times and, and neither team wanted to open up and certainly neither team wanted to give ground to the other one um, so it's quite a tight game shows great character and mental strength in the team um, to be playing out a nil nil draw but then grab two goals in the last few minutes uh, of normal time for me it's absolutely amazing and what a great time as you've just said to be an Orient fan still top of the league it's another unbeaten record we've taken uh, we took it from Harrogate earlier I've got in my head filed, but I'm not sure if that's if that's right or not. Um, special props, obviously, to the 603 fans who made the long journey. I hope you had a safe trip yes, as well. For me, I thought we I had a sneaking suspicion we'd win this one, so I thought it'd be one 0 uh, before okay. the match, and it ended up being the case. But it's a game of fine margins, and if you defend well, which is what we did, and if you're clinical and attack, which we were, you can always win, and, it's, and that's how this one's played out. I think massive well done to Dean Brill and two uh, Agreed, top yeah. draw saves at 0-0 and to the back four on another superb clean sheet a massive pat on the back to Bond who doesn't really get a sniff and in the 85th minute gets his one chance takes it clinical finish and well done to Brophy for coming on being alert still being motivated and taking that half volley on and making it safe but we're not even halfway through the season but what a ride it's been so far and it is hard not to get carried away but we're in great form and long may it continue like you said Paul massive kudos to those travelling fans who invest their time and money into the, following the club all around the country and are now reaping the benefits this season with some superb away performances and results anything you'd like to, to no, add I mean, to that you said it there but it does feel like a um, kind of almost a season defining win you look at those sort of games and you go I mean if we could win this game that would be absolutely mm. huge it's the first time this season that we've had kind of I suppose daylight between us and us and second as well um, and yeah it's just such a huge win um, really 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 pleased with the result and we've got obviously back to back home games this week you just think like because we've got two games in five five um, five days it's like if we can win both of them mm. as well then our form's looking like incredible we do go past that halfway point in the season as well after that um, after Saturday's game against Gateshead and uh, if you know even if we stay unbeaten uh, in those next two games and one loss in 23 it would be then I mean uh, we will lose games again this season yeah. as well and we've got to remember that we, we you know I hope we don't but we probably will you know that's that's the stats for you but you know it's it's just nice to um, to be on such a good run of form especially away from home and uh, yeah just full credit to the lads because um, they keep on kind of they keep on getting better I think yeah yeah as the season goes on we are kind of hitting our stride yeah. so Hopefully we can keep it going. The important point is the weight of expectation of now us never losing is 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 going to be probably out outshone by the fact that you know we are going to lose a game another game at some point. Mm. But it's always how you're going to bounce back. But I just think I hope the Orient fans like us we don't just capitulate and go oh it's back to our old ways and oh we lost this I mean, this one didn't do well and we get super judgy and super critical. It is important to, to, to be level because you know there are 23 other teams that don't want us to beat them. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I think Justin said it on numerous occasions. So is Kent. Like you'll drop points. Everyone drops points. It's just how how many you drop and how you respond from it. Yeah, so exactly. lots That's of tweets after the match. So we don't normally do this, but there's quite a few uh, player and celeb <clears> fan tweets we thought to mention. So Josh afterwards said, I love this team. What a win. Yeah, and usually quiet Julian Lloyd Webber tweeted, at JL Webber said, massive win, 
for the mighty Leighton Orient today. Julian, you haven't been on the <coughs> podcast yet. It's been far too long. So get yourself yeah, down to DM, get in touch and get on the podcast. This was great to see um, Peter Shilton also tweeting about the O's. Um, great to see uh, at Leighton Orient, uh, where I played my thousandth game, top of the league. Hope they get back to the league this season. Yeah, nice to that say that. They made quite a fuss of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Great achievement. Matt Portas says, well, well, well. What a win that is. Fantastic stuff. Another tough test pass with flying colours and the run goes on. Safe trip home to the travelling army. Can't wait for Tuesday. Yeah, Matt also tweeted, Tuesday's match with Aldershot will be the last in Justin's first year as our manager. Correct me if I'm wrong, but with his current record of played 51, won 27, drawn 14 and lost 10, I make it he's the only manager in our history to reach 50 games with a 50% or better win record. Now, paging all statos out there. There's only one man who's going to answer this. Well, I think there's a couple of other that might fancy themselves as statos as well that might have the time to do the research that, that might say, yes, that's right, or no, that's not. So Possibly. be interested. So that's at Matt Porter underscore LOFC. Yeah. Uh, and Copy then, us in yeah, as well, please. Yeah. Um, this is also good to see um, Danny Mays, the actor. <laughs> Happy reading tonight. Uh, magnificent away win for uh, Orient. Hashtag up the O's. His uh, tweet put a picture of the lead table in there, which... Obviously, is very happy reading for us. Yeah, absolutely. Danny Mays, get in touch, get on the pod at <laughs> Bet365. Said Wrexham's updated format. This made me laugh when I read this one. So, D, <laughs> W, W, D, W, D, W, W, D, L. And run on to say L is for Leighton Orion. <laughs> very good bet. Very, Bet365. Very good. Other betting platforms are also available. So, um, now on to your views. We get a huge amount of feedback uh, after every match. So thanks to everybody uh, who's uh, sent a message into our social media accounts. And again, we do try and read as many of them as possible. And just because we, we read them out, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. So Adam Fontaine, um, f- sorry, Fantuan86 said, uh, sounds like we held them off, wore them down. Then as their legs went, send, said, see you later, boys. Fittest team in the division, most ruthless sorry, ruthless team in the division, and right now the league table suggests the best team too. Hashtag top of the league. Yeah, really good to see. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jamie Stripe said, uh, a year ago Orient lost uh, 3-0 at Torquay in a shambolic performance with the, cl- uh, with the playing side of the club dying. The turnaround, especially since August, has been simply stunning. Going by the last three results, we have gone from playoff contenders to title contenders. Fantastic sweet there. Thank you, Jamie. Chris Cal too. It's a superb result from the Mighty O's. Mac is 16th for the season and what sounds like a stunning goal from Brophy. We are top of the league. Say we are top of the league. Certainly has made my weekend. Yeah, Alan BR4029209092 said top of the league. We are Orient and we're top of the league in big capital letters. I Fantastic. Thought, I thought you were going to sing that. Yeah, I was, but it doesn't quite work that way in that one. Pivotal <laughs> and vital moment in this year's promotion battle, methinks. Superb three points on the road. Uh, El Cowardo uh, well said, uh, oh, what a win. Uh, didn't sound like we were at the races for a long time today, but none of that matters. And when you get the win and go three points clear at the top with a decent goal difference. Yeah, Alan Gollidge says, what a stunning, stunning win. Great team effort and the substitutions made all the difference. Well done to Justin and what superb management. Once again, really buzzing this evening. Good point, Justin, you know, two subs, both work wonders. And it's like he said. Really credit the, him. Yeah, it's like he said in the Dave's interview. It's about then not being soft, but game, game changes. changes yeah. So it's absolutely the right attitude. Digger H 
773046 said, what a superb win. Once again, down to great game management, strength of squad, and let's not forget the fitness coaches. Our travelling fans deserve a good night out. This is lovely. At Big TB 47 said, uh, I said to my father on many occasions, with all the clubs in London, why did you take me down the O's? It's only on days like this uh, today I realise why. Thanks, Dad. Oh, yeah. that is awesome. Because my dad took me to Orient yeah. as my first game because it's just a local game. Yeah. yeah. Great. And since then, yeah. Great story. Down <laughs> underscore underscore south says there was a day two seasons ago that in our heart of hearts we knew Orient, despite their best efforts, were going down. But today is the day I started to believe we are going back up. Mm. Hashtag believe. Nice, Very Gary. Good. Very nice indeed. Orient Sphincter said we hung in there at. <laughs> <laughs> we hung in there and won a tight game with two great goals we are different to Salford and Wrexham as we are superb at both ends of the pitch and the proof is in the goal difference love this mob goal difference is currently 29 fantastic yeah uh, at Leighton Stonian said if Josh Caroma's shot had gone in though what a goal that would have been yeah, like you Steve looking forward to seeing that one looking forward to seeing that one at Sue underscore Mance says one team went to do one job <coughs> win and they did well done lads what a shift with a special shout out to super sub James Brophy who actually replied to Sue so why don't Sue and get a reply from Brophy did he went on to say hashtag yeah. yeah top of the league oh very nice Ted Talks Orient said what a fantastic result the tension listening on the radio in Alsace is far worse than being at the match Allez les super O's brilliant love it uh, at Gorillas1985 said what a result people said that when we beat Harrogate away that was our best result then we beat Fylde and now Wrexham top of the league and a gap as Salford could only draw also West Ham and South End lost yeah. great day being an Orient fan <laughs> it was buzzing in the away <laughs> brilliant George Nicholas underscore one says what a team effort Wrexham had a good go but we held firm and seeds at the moment very very proud of the lads and a shout out to the fans who have made the trip Heard them in full voice all game. So let's keep the momentum building. Yep, LOFC Chaz got in touch. He said, best, worst performance I have seen. We were awful until we scored. Defended well all game. Exactly like Chesterfield early on in the season. Clay and Brill were superb. Brill kept us in it and Clay won the battle for best midfielder in the league. I love this club. Good points. Mm. Very good points. But it's also nice. He's saying the best, worst performance. So do it. Doing go. it ugly. Yeah, yeah, ugly. yeah, yeah. What exactly. you got to do sometimes. Yeah. Right? Uh, at Kevin Cowlett said if you tell me we're not going to win the National League I won't believe you <laughs> this team has got the lot and Justin has worked wonders in E10 every time we've been asked the question we've answered it in style Wrexham today best of the lot that's some win yeah Vince Howard 73 says no doubt our hardest test but passed with flying colours just hope that clubs sniffing at our players and possibly our manager let us get out of this league before trying to poach them good point there mm. from Vince very very good point. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, no one's who becomes in for any of our players in January. Yeah, Lee and Justin Gib- as well. Yeah, Lee Gibbs. Yeah, Lee Gibbs. Well, there's quite a few big jobs going at the moment, isn't there? So, mm-hmm. Lee Gibbs one said, "Amazing results show such character and a real statement to the chasing pack. Love the togetherness of the team, management, and the fans. Four wins and a draw against the top six with only one home game is incredible. I love this club." And Colin Jeffrey, uh, sixty-seven, says that was a league-winning performance if I've ever seen one. We have the class to see out periods under the cosh, then strike. Karoma will be in the championship by next year. We hope not. Maybe give it a couple of years, yeah, but we'll see. Years. Matt Bristow says, Orient's a way league record since Justin Edinburgh's appointment. He has played 23, won 13, drawn 7, and lost only 3 with a 4.35. And against a 13 with 9 clean sheets. 
Hashtag Injust We Trust. That is a great stat. Thank you for sending that one in, Matt. Yeah, Amersham O said, brilliant result. We defended doggedly and in the second half when we were under a lot of pressure from the home team and Dino kept us in it with two great saves. Actually, I think it's quite important as well. I know we've mentioned it a couple of times, but the saves that his make are as good as the goals that we're scoring at the other end. Yeah, worth a goal, yeah. Uh, Pandemonium, 1881. It's another battle won, uh, but we have yet to win the war. Let's celebrate another fantastic hard-fought victory and ensure we back it up with two home wins. We're real contenders. We just now have to kick on and really ramp up the pressure on others. Hashtag top of the league. Yeah, good Twitter. K underscore Leontiev says Marvin and Josh were outstanding yesterday. Scrappy first half of Wrexham creating the clearer chances in the second and our two moments of genuine quality late on uh, with a difference in a tight game between two well-organised sides. And I quite like that tweet because it's quite easy to kind of go over the Marvs and the Josh who do a great job but don't actually grab any of the headlines still. So, yeah, absolutely. And Woodhouse and again, we barely even mentioned what else. Solid Judd, solid Clay, whole team solid Gorman, yeah. solid. So fantastic. Each man on that pitch doing their job. Yeah, Dean, uh, at, sorry, at Jagsy1979 gets a final word this week. He said, Wrexham unbeaten at home and had only conceded four home goals. Then they heard the sound. Choo choo. That's the Orient Express <laughs> rolling into town. The mighty O's keep rolling on. Well, absolutely fantastic. Fantastic tweet, Dean. Lovely. Top man. Do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets we've read out? Do let us know what you think. You can tweet us at or in Outlook. Or if you're not on social media, you can send us an email or in Outlook at Outlook.com and we will do our best to read it in the following yeah. show. Considering we sprung those tweets up on you, you've done very well there on the yeah, there No trip-ups. Very yeah, good. Read them better than me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so prediction league update then. So well done to that. CM Oriental and Matty LFC Evans, who both predicted 2-0. So got three points, but again, a massive well done to at Barry Twin, making it four in a row. Oh, he's doing well, isn't he? He is a Frankie A.K. Hurst at Alan Reeves 2 and an Evilus Mick at London underscore Nut, who said Bonnet, but we'll presume that's a typo right now, and we'll give you Bon, and at Ian Mane, <laughs> Renee John, and at Russ144150, who all predicted 2-0 and a goal scorer. So get four points. Nobody hard. got the max of five points yesterday. Man, Absolutely. Man. So the top of the league is as follows. Pills the Dome Man leads and 21 points, followed by Ian Mane, Renee and John in second on 20 points. And Barry Tween coming up 19 points. So the full table is on our Facebook page. And as always, a massive thank you for all of your predictions over the last week. Yeah, it was a sad end to the day as late in the evening it was reported and unconfirmed at that time that former Leighton Orient player, left-back Kevin Austin had passed away. Um, it was announced that he was uh, it started a, or had a battle with pancreatic mm. cancer. Uh, so that's some unconfirmed reports uh, in the evening, but earlier on today it was absolute, it was it was confirmed. Um, we send our deepest condolences to Kevin's family uh, and his friends at this sad time, and and Kev from us here at Orient Outlook Podcast and and, and Andrew as well. Uh, thanks for everything you did for our club and the, the other numerous clubs that you played for as well. Um, absolute top player. Yeah, who Terry Howard went onto Facebook this evening uh, on the stand up for the Orient Group and wrote a nice little tribute. He said, "So with great sadness." We've learned of the passing of Kevin Austin as someone who's fortunate and privileged enough to know and play alongside him. All I can say is that he was not only a very good player, but an even better person. Despite the fact that Kevin was a big, strong lad, he had a wonderfully shy and unassuming nature and was liked by everyone who knew him at Brisbane Road. The proverbial gentle giant, sleep well big fella, which I thought was a really nice message there. It's amazing. From ooh, Terry Howard. So let's move on in to Sunday, the 25th of November. And we wish a very happy birthday to O's Vice Chairman and Principal Investor and friend of the pod, 
Mr. Kent Teague. Happy birthday, Happy Kent. Birthday. Hope you've had a good day. He was at the Greater Game uh, earlier uh, earlier this afternoon, so hope uh, hope that was a fitting way to to spend your birthday. I guess as someone who works as a sponsor, having a vice chairman or a personality like Kent at the club must yeah. be a dream f- for you guys because you know with Kent, yeah. Big personality. What you see is what you get. Very yeah. welcoming. A very warm person. He's been very fun to uh, to work with. Um, obviously, we've filmed with him uh, quite a bit, but there's been a couple of moments over the course of the season where uh, um, I just got a text from from Andy, and uh, and Andy was just be saying, um, "Guess what? Guess what? I'm uh, I'm having a nice uh, some a nice chicken dinner at Five Lads with Kent um, after an event that Andy was filming at." Ken was, you know, do you want to go to get some food? <laughs> then they decided to rock up for five lads on Leighton High Road. Um, and I thought, oh, if only I'd got that text 10 minutes earlier, I probably would have joined them. Um, but, you know, he's a great character and uh, and uh, someone we've had a lot of fun with. Yeah, Brilliant. And I'll make it continue. Yeah. Marvin Ekpateta was named in the non-league papers Team of the Day following his performance against Wrexham, along with Justin Edinburgh, who was again named as top boss. So well done to Big Marv and Justin. Yeah, this afternoon, the O's women's team edged past a resilient Norwich City lady side by a 1-0 thanks to Sophie Lemarchand second half strikes. Orient took a while to get going and were lacking a clinical luck clinical touch in front of goal in the first half but second half a much improved side starting well grew into the game seeing more chances come their way and finally Lemarchand broke the deadlock with 15 minutes left as she raced for on goal seeing her shot saved by the keeper before composing herself and burying the rebound into the bottom corner to secure all three points for the O's so well done ladies and a massive thank you to Sam who reports on the ladies team for sending over his match report so quickly as well, because obviously it's a Sunday night pod. So well done, Sam. Well done to the ladies. And I think they're second in the league now, so okay. hopefully they can crack on and win their own league. Very good indeed. The run of the greater gameplay came to an end at the Waterloo East Theatre today with Kent Teague, Martin Ling, Justin Edinburgh, Danny Webb and Danny Macklin and many O's fans in attendance. And we were delighted to get a message from Michael Head, who earlier, I think it was during the... The break that they had, it's only 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, here's a message from the writer, uh, Michael Head. And thanks for sending this in, Michael. Oh, hold on. Hello, it's Michael Head here, um, writer of The Greater Game, also playing the role of Jumbo. Um, I'm actually speaking to you from the interval backstage at the Walk of the Beast of what is our last ever show. Um, I just wanted to thank everyone for what's been an amazing experience, all of the support from the club. Um... Not only from, you know, Ken, Danny Macklin, the people involved at the club, but also the fans and people like yourselves have made this possible, made us, made this just such a special uh, project. It's been amazing to tell your story. It's an amazing club. It's an amazing story. And all of us feel absolutely honoured to have been a part of it. Um, and, you know, to meet so many members of the, the, the families of the, of the soldiers that we're, we're representing um, to so many fans and, and people, you know, servicemen and, and women. Um, so, again... Thank you. I, for those of you that come to see, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope we've done your club and your story proud. Once and O. Always and O. Fantastic there. That's so massive. Amazing. Thank you there to Michael for sending that message. And when I heard that for the first time, the cast at the massive end, I thought smile. that was brilliant. So again, massive well done to everyone uh, involved in that. Um, and we hope the story continues to be told uh, all over the country. So to end a busy day, Marvin Ekpateta and Justin Ebra were also named in the National League's official team of the day, as well as Macaulay Bond, who made it onto the bench. So well done again, chaps. 
again, Equiteta picking up all the plaudits. Surprisingly, Dean Brill doesn't make it in. Dagenham Redbridge's keeper makes again the team again. So yeah. he must have had a blinder. But good to see Bon on the bench. Good to see Justin getting some credit. So Andrew, it's nearly over, but there's a few more questions to fire at you before uh, yeah. we release you from your imprisonment in the <laughs> towers. So I guess, I mean, what else can we look forward to? I guess from Dream Team. So carrying on, um, carrying on, kind of the stuff that we are, <coughs> um, we're, we're currently doing. So obviously, uh, documentary is a big part of it. Um, the program page where I've had the enormous privilege of speaking yeah, of to a player every uh, every home game. So um, I actually wanted to mention you know, Dean Brill's one will be Tuesdays and Miles Judd's will be uh, Saturdays. I've spoke to them both on them on Friday uh, actually as they were travelling down to the game. Um, it was nice that Brill had a, another outstanding game. Um, because I kind of wanted to know, you know, I asked some questions, you know, that, that sometimes people don't don't ask them, and I said, what what kind of goals do you absolutely hate conceding? If you could choose one, and he just went all goals. I just hate conceding all goals, and so to him, for him to back that up with another clean sheet, um, with you know making a couple of really vital saves was really nice. Um, so the documentary, uh, the program pages. Um, hope all the fans really enjoyed the stuff that we've been doing um, this season with uh, the free pint um, or free drink that we had um, at the Hartlepool game as well. Um, we will be looking at um, free coach travel to an away game um, later on in the season uh, as well. Um, and uh, and yeah, just kind of helping out, um, supplementing the club with, uh, with anything they've got going on. It's been brilliant this season because there's been just things that we haven't planned for that have just kind of come about that... Um, you know the you know the stories that we can help and help mm. them tell as well. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see, and uh, we've got a couple of other things um, in in the pipeline as well. But um, yeah, aside from all the stuff that we're doing, yeah, the free coach travel later on in the season for a game that uh, we need to get confirmation on, but um, that will be happening. Any uh, sort well. of competitions for sort of fan experiences or tickets to games? Do you guys get involved with that? Yeah, sort of I mean we've got we've got um, uh, like a ticket allocation. We we're going to look at that in kind of the second half of the season. Um, we wanted to kind of um, fill your way yeah, fill, fill our way yeah. through that and uh, and get ourselves known in the club. So um, we're we're going to be looking at doing that sort of stuff later on in the in the season. Brilliant, fantastic to hear. So we had a question come in from Stephen Smith on Facebook who said, um, is there a way of making O's players available for selection in the Dream Team competition in future years? It would raise the interest in the club as people seem to pay so much attention to how players in their teams are getting on and might encourage a few to come along to the odd game or two. Up the O's, Steve. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the the simple answer is it's 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 not um, possible in the dream team game. The dream team um, fantasy football game is is Premier League only. As much as we'd love for that crossover to happen, not least because it means that you know I get a massive head start in uh, in, in picking players like Macaulay Bond, Josh Caroma, who you know <laughs> we we, we would know that yeah. they're uh, they're going to be scoring points, but um, uh, those who uh, have a, a Premier League persuasion might not. Um, but uh, just due to A, the technicalities of it, but also um, the, the legalities as well of, um, of, of creating a game like that has to have some sort of parameters and restrictions. So as much as we'd like for that to happen, um, uh, we can't, unfortunately. Cool. Thank you for your question, Steve. And so on an hour and 15, let's start wrapping up. 
this podcast and so fantasy football update so Tolo Sangwawa still leads the Orient Outlook podcast fantasy football league on 819 points I'm in 59th place I don't know right although Guerrero as captain I thought we'd have got a lot more than four points he's let me down massively yeah he didn't score and he got substituted he did however you, for, for you me, made a shocker as well I've had a shocker do you know what I got rid of Sigurdsson for um, uh, the guy at Man U the midfielder that has been like on oh, Martial Martial who's yeah. been on hot form Man you drew with Palace in the O'Neill <laughs> and Sigurdsson scores a goal gets yeah. 11 points So and I took a 4 point hit so that's 15 points I've lost out on yeah, dropping nightmare. to 99th place yeah. my friend, out of 195 players so it's a marathon if I had those 15 points I'd have been in like 81st place or something sprint. unbelievable and obviously we do our own dream team updates so yeah. we got the dream team fantasy league so Jay Lillington leads our Outlook podcast dream team league he's on 801 points I'm doing right in this one I'm in 10th place so I'm not doing too bad and Paul, you're in 55th place out Doing of 112 players. So all to play for. If you do play in those games and aren't in our leagues, please join. Give us a DM and we will send you over the codes. I don't know about you, but I'm 530th in the in your dream team. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm doing terribly this season. So as much as I profess to knowing what's in the game and what you know what we should be doing, I've only got 607 points. So Steve, you're... A, you're, you're battering me. Yeah, well <laughs> done. He's doing very I well. I guess this flips like that is if, if, say, if you did actually win the entire UK league, you couldn't take the prize. I, yeah, I can't win. Yeah, 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 that's why. And it's fixed. Fix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it deliberately, so I can't <laughs> yeah. Fudge the computer. Yeah. Um, okay, so positives uh, and negatives. We've got quite a few positives this week. Um, we've scored two good goals and kept a clean sheet yeah. at a very tough side. We're, at, we're top of the league by three points uh, and five goals in terms of the goal difference. Uh, I put this in there that we've, we've taken another club's unbeaten record, which I'm I'm really pleased with. Um, we've set in the, the team have set a record for our best away uh, unbeaten run in a season. Yep. Um, the away support, Dean Brill saves. We always, as we said earlier, talk about the striker scoring, but his saves are just as valuable as the goals. Yeah. So negatives. I think we'll be a bit picky with these. I think we haven't got any negatives this week, but we'll always throw a few in to create balance. I guess. We didn't really create a lot of clear-cut chances, but still scored what we did two yeah. goals. And we could say it wasn't an amazing game, but it doesn't matter how you win, as long as you win, which is what we've done. We've yeah. seen Orient play well and lose, and I'd much rather see Orient play badly and win. And win yeah. So those were positives and negatives of the week. Struggle with on negatives, you're right. It, yeah. is, it is a struggle, yeah. but in terms of balance, Brilliant. we need to have something out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. It's been running to Hero of the Week. So normally we put this to Twitter. <clears> this week we didn't bother, because there was only one contender for Hero of the Week, and thank you to Leighton underscore Eos for pointing it out and we have to say Pete we do agree so our hero of the week is Dean Brill well done Dean Brill right. and like Andrew said you can read all about Dean Brill's uh, info in Tuesday yeah. night's programme I'll give you a little and taster actually on, the, on that as well because we just because you mentioned that we always talk about the striker scoring and stuff I say I said to him you know you like, what do you think of keepers who celebrate saves like they said like, like you should be celebrating goals he says, no, nah, we never go for that. He goes, he says, um, me and Josh Coulson sometimes share a bit of a smile if, if I've made, you know, a save that I deem worthy of like celebrating, but he doesn't like it when keepers do it. So, oh. But that's a little taste of uh, what's in the oh. programme. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that next yeah. time he makes a save to see the little <laughs> yeah, smile. Yeah, 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 me too. Josh. yeah, yeah it's good, <laughs> good great insight there. Um, so next week's fixture, so we've mentioned it, but a big week for the O's in the National Leagues. We have two tough home fixtures a real opportunity to take maximum points so firstly all the shop visit Brisbane Road on Tuesday the 27th of November 
to Aldershot, currently 16th in the National League, and they lost 2-0 at home on Saturday against Barrow. So make sure you get there for this one early, as former O's manager Frank Clark will be signing copies of his autobiography before the match in the club superstore. And on Saturday, the 1st of December, we welcome Gateshead to Brisbane Road for our second home game of the week. So Gateshead are doing much better than Aldershot, they're 7th in the National League, occupying the last playoff place and beat Barnet away 2-1 at the weekend, yeah. and which will be a tough game. Obviously, Gateshead came to our ground twice last season, turned us over 2-0 in the league, which led to yeah. Steve Davis uh, ultimately uh, losing his job after he was booted out after the next match. And who can forget that FA Trophy match that we will not mention. But that will be a tough fix. Just if you go in to either game and you see us in, please come and say hello. Or even an oi oi. <laughs> as people start to do now. Yeah. <laughs> Just to go back slightly as well. Aldershot's away record is 1-1, uh, drawn 1, lost 8. Uh, they've scored 5 goals and conceded 23. So on paper... Say it. On paper... <laughs> Um, it. It's also worth noting that the draw for the first round of the FA Trophy takes place live on Talksport 2 at 2.30 on Monday the 26th of November. Can the O's go better than the quarterfinals, which as you mentioned earlier, we lost to Gateshead. Uh, we absolutely hope so. And don't forget to order the Challenge Culture by Nigel Travis. Order it today. It's on Amazon .co.uk which is out now uh, it's sure to be a good read it is a good read and Nigel will be in the fan zone between 12 and 2 signing copies of his book on December the 1st before the Gateshead game yeah wow so that's it so thank you for joining us for episode 161 so it was a fairly quiet week at the club with all the focus being on our top of the table clash away to Wrexham and when the boys finally got on the pitch they did the business as a gritty and determined performance saw the O's get an invaluable 2-0 win to end Wrexham's unbeaten home run and to extend our unbeaten away run and our lead at the top of the National League to three points to leave all of us O's fans over the moon going into a week of two home fixtures that will hopefully see us extend our lead at the top of the table further. Yeah, hopefully we'll be back next week with episode 162. Need to sort out a few bits and pieces our end. Um, but hoping, hoping to be uh, able to record You Can't, you can't Do Next Weekend uh, as it's uh, more than your life's worth. Uh, it is the missus' birthday. Yeah. She says it's okay, but I do not believe her. That's, not, okay. that's not okay. Um, so hopefully we'll be back next week with all the information, news and views that you could ever need. And if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give our podcast a five-star rating if you feel that's appropriate. Uh, and also a review would be appreciated. If you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, or any of your Android apps or Alexa, uh, whatever it is you listen to, uh, add us to your favourites somehow. Give us a follow, and that way you'll have all the podcasts available uh, as soon as we upload them. We're also on Spotify now, so if you're listening to the podcast, so listening to the podcast, sorry, has actually never been easier. Yeah, so if you have an older relative or a mate or a loved one who you think will like the podcast, tell them, grab their phone, grab their tablet, grab whatever and download it for them Yeah. and then as always there's not many left Andrew's just been given one of his own the Orient Outlook podcast mug currently retailing got £5 so once they're gone they're gone so if you want one give us an email or a DM we can hand deliver on Tuesday or on Saturday but there's not many left and then you won't have to hear us talk about them once they are <laughs> sold out yeah. it's driving you crazy for a fiver you can help us get rid of them Andrew been a pleasure mate Absolute thank you pleasure. thank you so thanks much thanks for coming on thank, thank you, you. Insight appreciate it look yeah. forward to the rest had a good work throughout the season and let's hope that promotion special. Thank yeah, you. Yes. I look forward to seeing that. Thank you for record. <laughs> <laughs> so I look forward to hearing from you and as always, keep calm, have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.